Hello, everyone, and welcome to the roadmap from Auto Finance News. Since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. It's Tuesday, September 7th, and I'm Amanda Harris, Associate Editor of Auto Finance News. And I'm joined today by my fellow Associate Editor, Whitney McDonald, um, and our editor, Joey Pizzolatto. Uh, this is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending September 3rd, 2021. Um, as always, I want to thank Auto Finance News advertisers, Alpha, Dealer Track, DeFi Solutions, and Moulters Kluwer for their continuing support. Uh, first, in some general news, um, August brought a downward shift in U.S. hiring with the smallest jobs gain in seven months, uh, causing the Federal Reserve to ponder whether to scale back monetary support by year end as originally planned. Uh, while the unemployment rate fell to 5.2% from 5.4%, payrolls increased by just 235% from last month, uh, far less than forecast. Uh, employment and leisure and hospitality fell flat amid the COVID-19 Delta variant and hiring challenges as well. Um, in automotive finance news, subprime lender Credit Acceptance Corp has finalized an unfair practices settlement with the Massachusetts Attorney General's Office for $27.2 million. Uh, the settlement has been described as one of the largest of its kind and results in requirements for CAC, such as providing debt relief, requesting credit reporting agencies to scrub trade lines for effective Massachusetts borrowers, sending pre- and post-sale repossession notices to Massachusetts consumers, and providing documents to loans originated to Massachusetts borrowers after December 6th, that indicate the purchase of a vehicle service contract is not required to obtain financing and that the VSE will increase the borrower's loan. Uh, this week, the AFN team also learned of a new acquisition in partnership. A Salantis NV uh, agreed to acquire F1 Holdings Corp, which is the parent company of Houston, Texas-based subprime lender First Investors Financial Services Group. Uh, this was in a step toward establishing the company's own captive finance business, something they've been working toward. Stellantis currently has a partnership with Santander Consumer USA through 2023, but it doesn't, um, or remains unclear how that relationship will be impacted past that date. They're going to be working with them at least through that year, um, but right now there's no exact plan on how that will kind of play out once that financing partnership expires um, in a couple years. Uh, the transaction for the acquisition uh, will close by the end of 2021, uh, subject, of course, to regulatory approval. Um, and Stellantis, which was formed earlier this year when France's PSA Group and Fiat Chrysler Automobiles merged, um, is actually the only OEM currently in the U.S. that operates without a captive. Uh, so this would allow them to form a captive finance business um, of their own, which is, again, something that seems to be that they've been working toward um, doing. So this kind of gives them that opportunity to do that. Is there any questions from y'all on Stellantis before I move on? <laughs> um, well, you know, I, I have some thoughts on it, obviously. Um, so I, I, I think it's, it's really interesting that they chose first investors um, to acquire as their, as their captive or potential captive um, because, you know, if you, if you look at first investors, there's not a whole lot of information publicly available, but they are active in the securitization market. So if you look at their uh, pre-sale report from their second deal of this year, um, 
which uh, came out beginning of August. Um, you know, essentially they're sort of like a blank slate. Um, you know, they they dip down pretty um, low in subprime. They handle bankruptcy, um, and they do that really well, right? Um, their their portfolio is only eight hundred ninety million. Um, so you know, for Solantis to take that on really not that that big of a deal right there's not a whole lot of risk involved um they're profitable their management team um you know the average tenure is like 16 years with the company middle management and this is all according to, to an s p pre-sale report but you know they're they're seasoned they're veterans um they've been through multiple um you know downturns and economic cycles you know 1996 to 8 2001 to 3 2007 to 10 and you know right now um so all of these things really kind of bode really well to kind of expand that that um company outward right if they're already doing um very very focused subprime and they're doing it really well um there's nothing to say that they don't have the infrastructure um the know-how and the knowledge to kind of expand that business out. As far as Santander goes, um, it's really hard to say. I would imagine that they would use next year and 2023 as sort of an overlap years, right? Um, to kind of build up first investors, uh, get their get their business model and their their operational model kind of in place to expand to prime and you know other other sectors to kind of like handle that additional volume that they would be getting um so that's what i would envision is going to happen um as far as you know whether or not santander stays on as kind of their pseudo captive for chrysler um remains to be seen not really sure on that one um but i i don't think that it's any coincidence that the news of the acquisition hit the wire last week and there's still two more years on Santander's, um, you know, private label financing uh, agreement. For sure. We'll have to see, I guess, how that plays out. <laughs> Maybe there'll be updates a little sooner than two years. So we'll have to see. <laughs> Great. Uh, so the other thing that we saw um, kind of pop up in the news this week was that Wells Fargo Auto um, has kind of expanded their digital capabilities, digital services um, by partnering with AutoFi. Uh, so Whitney, can you tell us a little bit more about this partnership and kind of just what it means? Yes. So the partnership allows Wells Fargo Auto to deliver more digital capabilities to its consumers, which is in really high demand. People want more online options. So the AutoFi platform does offer end-to-end -end digital financing, um, anything from credit approvals to vehicle selection, and even F&I product purchasing all online. So this adds to Wells Fargo's other technological advancements that they've been adding since the start of the pandemic, including e-sign and e-upload capabilities, just adding more um, that their consumers can use online. So kind of just adding to that. Um, Speaking of high consumer demand, um, dealer track from July to, Dece to December of 2020, it's ready sign usage technology was up 135%. So that just shows that people do want to do these processes online and at least have the option to, um, whether they do everything online or just choose to do some of it online, um, having those options is important to the consumer. 
Um, other startup fintechs are getting a lot of investor traction right now. So with early technologies, including the ability to sell, uh, buy online, even delivering um, automated purchases and finance experiences, there's a lot of a lot going on in the digital space. So investments um, of auto startups in the U.S. has collectively um, received 219.4 million in funding for all of 2020. So investors are interested in these fintechs and these new technologies, and so are consumers. So it's been interesting to see uh, what 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 the fintechs are doing right now um, to get these technologies available for consumers. Perfect. Well, I think that kind of wraps us up uh, for this week. Lots of news. Um, so you can go to our website to see even more of what's been happening in the industry. Um, so as a reminder too, the Auto Finance Summit returns October 27th through 29th in Las Vegas. Uh, the summit continues to bring together the best and brightest in the industry uh, year after year uh, for unparalleled, unparalleled not networking and professional education. So this year will be no different. Uh, to learn more about the event and register, go to autofinancesummit.com. Um, we also want to hear from you, so please rate the roadmap on whichever platform you use to listen and follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh, thank you for joining us today, and we'll see you online at autofinancenews.net and here next time.